It is dawn on a cold, chilly November morning. Where I've decided we're in Massachusetts after all that. Um, so the frost has come early this year, and the ground is hard, and the air has that cold winter's bite to it already. Um, the scene sort of opens on a shanty town called Hooverville. Uh, Hooverville sits just outside the city limits of Crawley, Massachusetts, a smallish town. Um, and it sits outside the city limits so that the town authorities don't have any responsibility in looking after the people in Hooverville. But it also works out well for the people in Hooverville because it means they're not bothered by the authorities or the police or anything. They're just sort of left to their own devices. Um, there's about 40, 50 odd people living in Hooverville. Half of them are sort of short-term vagrants, just trying to move across the country, finding any work that they can. And the other half uh, used to be big, uh, used to be residents of Crawley, or had successful businesses in Crawley, or something like that. And during the Great Depression, uh, completely down on luck, lost their fortunes, and have now retreated to this shanty town outside of Crawley. Uh, it's 1932, I should add. So deep in the Great Depression. Uh, so it's dawn, the first few people starting to stir, uh, crawling out from their shacks or their tents and gathering around the communal campfire, um, passing around what could barely be described as coffee, it's mainly just water with some mixed used grounds from the nearby diner and some roots from, dug up from the surrounding area. Um, but, but not many people are stirring because there's a mysterious illness sweeping through the, the shanty town, um, Alex, who's who's what? What are you doing as you wake for the morning? Uh, my name is Karl Rothstein. I am originally from Frankfurt in Germany. Uh, I moved to Massachusetts. I was offered a job uh, at the local university here, doing uh, maths and physics. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, decided to invest in hula hoops. Uh, I am a huge fan of hula hoops. Uh, I decided to invest financially and then when the Great Depression hit, I lost my job and uh, the hula hoops uh, did not go so well. Uh, the, um, the finance, uh, the investment uh, went, went south and I lost all of my money. And uh, yes, uh, as a result of losing my job, my wife left me. It's very sad. and. Now she's moved back to Frankfurt. Uh, I am uh, currently uh, looking around, uh, trying to find uh, any, any work I can get. Uh, I have been also trying to spruik hula hoops uh, in the hope that I can, uh, you know, my investment can come good again. Uh, but no one seems to like hula hoops in this town. They all want to chase me away. Uh, so I end up, I'm just uh, currently trying to find a way back to Frankfurt. Um, obviously, I can't afford a ticket, so I'm just trying to find all jobs here, here and there so I can uh, eventually save up enough money to, to go back to the great land of Germany where hopefully nothing will, will, nothing will go wrong. It is 1920 after all, and, and Germany's looking pretty good. So hopefully, 1932. Yeah, 1932. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, hopefully nothing goes wrong if I go back to Germany. It'll be all fine. So yes, that's the plan. I got a good feeling about this. Uh, what What are your what, what are your first moments of the morning? Are you 
Ah, uh, yes. Coming out looking for coffee? Yes, or? I'm trying to trying to find some coffee. Uh, I find the, the mind works better when you've got caffeine in you. You tend to tend to work harder when you have more caffeine in you. Uh, so, yes, I'm trying to down this terrible coffee. Whoever's made this is definitely not uh, not very good at making coffee, whoever this person is. But at least I appreciate the, the effort, yes. Yeah. And across the camp, we have a, a woman called Margot Frayne. Who, who, she's staring in her tent. Who is she? Um, so I came from uh, London, England, and, you know, we, we were doing quite well back in, in England, and my husband took a chance uh, and shipped us all out to Massachusetts to, you know, start a new life and see if we could join the, the wealthy elite over there. Um, uh, so my husband, his name was Charles, um, but shortly after we, you know, entered Massachusetts, he decided to, well, there's no polite way to say this, he offed himself. Uh, he killed himself using a uh, revolver, which is now my prized possession. It kind of reminds me that I chose to live when he chose to give up on our little family. Um, and he's left me with incomprehensible debts, which... I've, you know, it just made me realise that nothing's going to be safe again. Um, so, you know, the next year was a blur of lawyers and accountants and illnesses. And, of course, it was all in this foreign land. And I, I know a lot of people wouldn't call uh, Amer the Americas foreign. But for me, it's, it, it's not, you know, it's not home. It's not where I'm used to. So... I did, you know, take up the drink a little bit and my friends stopped inviting me round and we kind of were kicked out of the socialite circles that we'd worked quite hard to get into in, in this weird country. And um, I've lost my house, my jewels, and there was no one here for me when I fell. My, my only person in my life is really my daughter, Esther, and she's 12. She's, you know, she's not really... A support person, I guess. I have to kind of support her. And I would do anything for her, obviously. And I, I'm no suicide risk like my coward husband. Um, but uh, yes, I, I, I miss Charles. And as cowardly as he is, he was my world. And it's just a, been a bit of a shambles trying to get back to where I was. Um, and uh, I've just found myself in this shanty town, but I will do anything to, you know, get back to high society where we belong. We, we do not belong. I do have a question for Carl. Is, is it weird to ask him a question at this stage? We haven't met. I'm just curious about where... Well, you know each other. You both live in the shanty town. I'm curious about where his uh, hula hoops are kept. Are they in the shanty town, in like a storage shed, or are they back in Germany? That's I have, where I'm I going. have just one hula hoop left. Oh. I, I, I don't actually make them. I just, I'm just a financial investor. Um, yeah, so I, I carry around the walking stick. I used to use it to, to move the hula hoop along. Hoop stick. Yeah, hoop and stick. Very, yeah. very popular yeah, in England. And, yeah. yeah, hoop and stick. Yeah. Uh, but uh, obviously, I'm, I health is <coughs> not not so good, so I actually have to use the stick to to hold up my weight now. Just oh, no. not as good. You can't hula hoop when you have to. You've only got one leg. You'll see. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's all good. 
So yeah, while everyone, while most of the people in town are sort of succumbing to this mystery illness, you two are probably among the strongest still in the camp. I would believe that um, I am very strong. Yeah, and uh, but but Margot, as you awake on this cold and chilly November morning, you wake and you find that your daughter is not in her bed. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> The Fumbled Anthology presents Bleak Prospect, a Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Scott Dorwood, featuring Alex Green as Carl Rothstein, Danielle Green as Margot Frame, and Liam Braid as the Keeper of Arcane Lore and everyone else you may hear in this scenario. Part 1. Missing and Ill She had one job, and that was pretty much don't leave my side, and she's gone. Okay, well, I I guess I'm going to have to go look for her. Um, That's obviously a huge concern of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I'll just walk around the the shantytown and and ask people if they've seen her. I guess that's probably a good place to start. Maybe she's getting me a coffee, which would be, you know, very appreciated. Um, We'll see how that goes. Yeah, so you walk out of your, your, your tent or your little shack and uh, Carl's out there and probably only one or two other people. So as I was telling guys, I mean, if you just hula hoop, you find that your life's to be improved and your, your general health will go up. Oh, why are you walking away? Carl, no, please. Carl. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi. Hello, my, my beautiful German oh. friend. Uh, I do have a question for you, and this time it's not about your endeavours. I'm looking for my daughter, Essa. You know, the short one. Have oh. you seen her around? Um, have I seen her around? Keeper? Uh, no, no, you haven't. Not since you oh, yeah. got up this morning. No, I can't say I have seen her. Uh, any idea where she might have gone? I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming she'd be doing something delicious for me, maybe getting me a coffee. I see you've got one. You didn't see her around the coffee tin. No, I, I did not see her around the coffee tin. Mm. I shall... Shall we go look together, or do you that we would, split up? Look, it would be very lovely if you could join me, because I'm a little bit beside myself. She's never gone walkabout before, mm. and it, I would very much appreciate this, the company, as annoying as you are. Oh, well, uh, I appreciate the backhand the compliment, Miss Frine. Uh, I, I know what it's like to lose someone very close to me, so I will happily help you in your search. Thank you. So um, how are you going to look for her? What, what are you going to do? Um, I... Guess uh, should we just start? I don't know, just look, going house to house and seeing if we shack to shack, shack to shack, see if we've seen anyone. Mm. Yeah, okay. you can do that. the The first person you probably come across, because she's also up and about, is a woman called Agatha. Uh, mm. Agatha Priestley. She's twenty eight, um, and you know that she used to be a journalist for the the newspaper in Crawley. Um, and she's just she's just up and about, uh, you know, 
doing what you all do, which is nothing in the shanty town. So she's she's up and she's milling about. Okay, well, Agatha's over there. Should we go chat to her? Oh, yes, of course. I, I don't usually like to surround myself with, uh, you know, journalists. As ex-journalist as she is, she's always looking for the next piece of gossip. And oh, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll go talk to her. So. As a socialite, I was always, you know, the highlight of their gossip, and I just, uh, I'm not really in the place to, mm. to be uh, in the headlines. Sure. As, and, and and I know she she doesn't report at the moment. But she's making headlines in her head. I can see it. Oh, okay, okay. Agatha, uh, Agatha, uh, Agatha, Agatha, yes. Agatha, please don't run. He doesn't want to do hoop and stick. He he just wants to talk. Uh, oh. oh. What is it, you two? I, I, I there's a bit on my mind at the moment. What, what, what do you want? Oh, sorry, Agatha. I, um, uh, my friend uh, Miss Fryne here is looking for her daughter. We, we just don't know where she's gone. You, have you seen her? Oh, that bloody child. She's also she's always running about. Now I'm going British too. What have I done? <laughs> um, We're all British, British accent three. American. Get American on you. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Agatha's like a tall and slender woman with some quite sharp features. Um, but she's, like the rest of you, emaciated, haggard, uh, not getting much food. Uh, she, but she wears an expensive cashmere coat, but that's tattered and frayed as well. Um, and she's like, yes, there's a bit on my mind. Uh, you, you, you know my husband is not well. Um, no, but no, I have not seen that bloody child anywhere. She was running around last night. Did you lose her? Margot. Lose her is is a bit pointed. I think she's gone wandering. I don't think it's at any way my fault. I went to bed. She was with me, uh, you know, in the cot over, and uh, she's since disappeared. So lose her is a bit of a, a bit of a, a term that I'm not fond of right now. But yes, she is missing. Well, did she run off or? She has no reason to run. She's she's content with our life here. She actually enjoys this hoop and stick game that silly Carl always spruiks. She's one of the few people who likes to play hoop and stick, yes? I think you're one of her favourite people, which is why I tolerate you. Um, so... Uh, well, were, were, were any of her things missing? Oh, that is a good point. Maybe we should go back to the to the shack and have a look and see if there's anything out of the ordinary. Ah, perhaps it might be better if we split up. I can I can go shack to shack and ask around if you want to go through her belongings oh, and see if she's missing anything. Actually, actually, Carl, Carl, uh, before you do that, um, the 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 doctor is on a run into town to get some supplies. I, I know you. I know you're more of a, a scientist rather than a doctor. But do you mind having a look at my husband? I. I don't know if he has long left. Um, ah, yeah, of course, yes. I'm, I'm happy to assist in any way I can. Yes. Um, um, he, he's, he's in, he's in the medical shack. Um, I don't know if you've seen him recently, but it could be quite of a shock. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yes, I, I can help. I would, I, as, as you know, I'm not a doctor, but I can see what I can do. Maybe I can help out or something. Um, yeah. So I'll go in to where's the medical shack. Uh, it's just another shack around the town. I can give you a little map of the camp oh, if you like. That would be lovely if you could. Um, and while you're looking at that, I'll go. You, you, you know Agatha's husband, uh, Harold. Uh, they, they were the pretty much the starting, the founders of the town. 
Um, that was they've been here the longest. Um, but Harold's probably the most unwell of everyone in the town. Yeah. Um, he used to also be a journalist with with Agatha at the Crawley Examiner, the newspaper. Um, but he hasn't been well for a while, and you haven't really seen him up or up and about for a number of weeks or months now. Mm. So you haven't really seen him lately. He right, sort of okay. pretty much lives in the doctor's shack at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, yeah, I will... I, I will let you... I'll let uh, Margo... <clears throat> I'll let Margo go back to her tent or her shack to look at her belongings mm. and I will uh, go with Agatha to the medical shack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she leads you in and she says... Again, it, it could be a bit of a shock. Um, and she leads you in. And um, the doctor's not there. It's a, it's probably the sturdiest shack in the camp, um, but it still doesn't really keep out the cold. It, there's, a, there's a small heater in the corner, but it's rarely used because fuel is expensive and no one has any money. Mm. So the doctor only runs it when absolutely necessary. There are two beds in the shack. One is empty and the other one is occupied by Harold. Um, and along the side of the shack, there's an old metal cabinet with some very limited medical supplies, uh, a lamp, microscope, that sort of thing, um, and a few p- bits of papers and stuff um, on the desk. Um, but you, as you walk up to Harold, he's pretty much unconscious at this point. Um but his fr- his flesh has become so fragile and brittle that it looks fake, flaky, and cracked. And he he looks like he's on death's door. Um, yeah, his skin does not look good whatsoever. Oh no! Oh, oh. Night. Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, oh, uh, how how? How long has he been like this? Uh, he looks awful. Uh, can you tell? Well, him? I, oh, it's just been over oh, slow, slow decline over the years that we've been here. He's just been getting weaker and weaker and more lethargic, and his skin's been getting more cracked. And you've seen some of the other residents here; their skin's starting to crack as well. So, you and the doctor, you know, he's been trying to work out what this illness is, but I don't know if he's made any progress and. Look, I, I haven't seen Harold this bad, and mm. I, I just want you to see what you can see what you think, because I'm not sure when the doctor's going to be back. All right. Um, have I? Can I? I don't really have much in medicine or natural world. Um. Uh, get a little first aid. A little first aid. Can I? Is it? Do, have I seen or read about anything like this before? Any sort of illness like this before? You, you, you know that there's this illness running through camp, but mm-hmm. this is the worst that you've seen it. You haven't oh, seen okay. it right. to this extent. You've seen other people be lethargic and weak, but yeah. some of that could be put down to just not eating. Yeah, um, okay. And, but you know that there's this weird skin disease going around. Um, neither of you have seemed to have had it yet, but um, you know that this is existing in the camp but this is the worst you've ever seen um right he's sort of he's breathing heavily and he's sweating across his 
brow and everything. So I have an idea of how it's spread. Like, uh, do I know if it's spread via like? No, no, no one in the camp, like especially the doctor, skin? has oh. worked out what it is. Okay, all right. Um, um I blame well, the coffee. <laughs> could be the coffee. Um, well, I, I guess uh, I'll say to Agatha. Um, uh, look, I, I'm to be honest, I'm just a, I'm a man of, of mathematics and physics. I, I don't know nothing about magical, magical nonsense. Um, I don't know what you want me to do with for, for this person. Uh, I, to be quite honest with you, I don't, I don't have any answers. Maybe I can go ask the doctor if he's if and they're around. At that moment, Harold starts coughing and spluttering, and Agatha's like, "Oh, oh, please, kid, help me, help me turn him over so he doesn't vomit on himself." Well, I can do that. So, um. And then, yeah. sort of, as the two of you sort of work to roll him over onto his side. Just before you do that, I'm just going to make a point that I'm going to take the collars of my cuffs of my jumper and put them over my hands so I'm not actually touching the body. Keep making yeah. that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but as you're sort of working to sort of roll him onto his side, some of his skin just completely just turns to mush and like slides off of his body. Oh. Um, Agatha sort of g- grabs a, a cloth to sort of wipe some of the gunk off of his face, but instead of wiping the gunk off his, his face, his face just wipes away with it. Um, oh. And his face just crumbles and turns to mush. Imagine, like, putting bread in water. That oh, sort of that, no. that sort of effect. Ooh. And it is quite disgusting. Pretty much half Harold's cheek just, like, dissolves and... Is sloughed away from his face and it's quite disturbing. Give me the sanity roll, please. Oh, I knew that was coming. My sanity is 40. I'm gonna test out the new dice. Uh, that is an 88. I failed. Alright. Great song. <laughs> Let me find my other dice. So you lose. <laughs> you lose three sanity. Okay. That's not good. So you're you're quite taken aback by this sight. What are you gonna do? Uh, gonna try not to vomit. Well, oh, give me a constitution. Give me a constitution roll. See constitu- if you vomit. My constitution is forty. Uh, that is a thirty. So I I do not vomit. So you hold you hold in the vomit, but carry on with. Oh, what you that's wanna do. that is disgusting. Oh, oh my goodness. Ah, oh, Shazer. It's been getting worse and worse, and. And I don't know what to do anymore. The doctor's not here. I, um, yeah, this this man's not well. <laughs> oh, I I don't think a doctor could help. Uh, I I mean maybe we get a veterinarian to come and you know give him the green dream or something. But oh, she's uh, he needs a priest. I'm not a I'm not a man of religion, but I think he needs a priest more than anything. He's he's not going to survive. Uh, doctor, where is the doctor? And I start like yelling out. We need the doctor the, the, here he, straight away. He went away. into town. He went into town. You, you know oh. that. Uh, oh, no. Well, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know anything about medicine. I cannot help you. Uh, well, well, if you don't do know you, what to do, then just leave us then. I, do you want a hug? Uh, uh, I don't know. Charm roll? <laughs> charm roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My charm is 15. Uh, let's go... Oh, 17. I could spend two luck. 
<laughs> on a hug. <laughs> on a hug. <laughs> I don't think I will. Well, I, I I don't know if you have this disease, so maybe maybe we shouldn't be touching. Yes, each that's other. probably um, for the best. Yes, let's not touch each other. That would be um, a bad idea. Yes. Yes. But I don't suppose you would be able to look at his stomach, would you? Oh, I, I don't even know where the stomach is. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm not a surgeon. I like to stay in my lane. Look, if he had like a maths problem that he wanted me to solve, I maybe have a crack at that. If maybe uh, you want me to, uh, you know, do some physics experiments to determine how much skin is coming off, maybe I could do that. But I, I cannot, I cannot locate his stomach. It's probably somewhere in this area. I gestured to like my my chin, my belly, somewhere in this area. But I mean, I, I, I don't know if I can, I can give it a crack. I can try. Uh, but I cannot make any promises that I'm going to be any effective or if I'm just going to make it even more of a mess. Well, you, you can help or you cannot. Look, I'm, just... not, I'm, not, I'm not going to be responsible for this man's, this man's excruciating death any more than it only is. So I'm, if you don't, I'm sorry, uh, Agatha, but I'm going to have to leave you with this and hopefully the doctor will come back later in the meantime i need to help my friend find her daughter i think she's probably a much better chance for survival than this this situation i'm so sorry um but uh it's i i'm really sorry i maybe if i find some flowers i can bring them to your shack later on maybe but i i'm really sorry ma'am i need to leave and he's gonna rest like oh man. all right well, then get out of here then you and then she, she's a bit angry, but more she's more upset about her husband rather than yeah, angry at you. that's fine. Um, we'll cut she, over to Margot. Margot, you've gone back to your little tent or shack or whatever you've got. Mm. Um, um, what are you, you going to look for? I'm looking for anything that's out of the ordinary. Um, first glance, things look like they're in place, but do I notice anything that is telling in terms uh, of... Give me an intelligence roll. Intelligence is 80. There's an 84. It's a fail. So you can either push it. No, I'm going to take that on the chin. Can, can get... I mean, I'd, I'd push it. I mean, it's, push it? Yeah, it's 84. Yeah. I'm just going to get below 80. Skill? 80. 80, yeah. Yeah, sure you can. I mean, I'm just the keeper. But <laughs> I say, I say, go for it. I, you're gonna have to explain the things to so, me. So, okay, so you just pushing it is basically you re-roll. Um, okay. But like, if you fail again, I, I something bad, bad happens. Yeah, but like you got a four and five chance of succeeding. Okay. It's pretty good odds. So, do I have to come up with like a new plan? When no, I'm just like a narrative things? reason why you would just push. a reason that why you're trying again. In this case, you don't really have much, but I'll just. We can skip it and just say that you know you're really intent on looking for your daughter. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. All right, hang on. All right, roll again. Um, I'm gonna push it because I am very hyper focused right now on finding that kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, that is an 84. <laughs> <laughs> again, another one. Yes, this does it right. Great. All right. So how how failing a push work? Uh, role can work is I can still tell you what you need to know, but I'll need to think of something bad to happen. Um, what can that be? Uh, 
Do I step on a Lego piece? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so, no, he, he, here's what I'll get you to do is, uh, uh, he, I'll be nice to start. Um, so you, you have a look around your, your shack and you realize that it's not more that's what's missing, it's what's there. Her boots are still there, her coat is still there. Um, her bed is just as if she crawled out of it this morning. Um, so everything's still there. Uh, she hasn't taken anything with her. So that realization that she's missing but not, you know, got a coat, not got a boots. Um, you're super, super worried for her now and I'll get you to lose one sanity. Uh, and what do you want to do? Um, well, at the moment, I'm quite concerned because obviously she can't leave our shanty town without her boots. It's the middle of November. Um, and her coat. It's bloody freezing outside. Um, so it's, and she's not a dumb child. I raised her to be quite intelligent. Uh, so I'm very concerned as to where she's gone without proper equipment. Um, was she taken? I'm not sure. I don't see on first glance any boot marks that are astray in our little hovel. Um, so I think I'm just going to freak out a little bit. Uh, I've clearly lost a point of sanity in this process. Uh, maybe I'm going to start... Oh, I would not cry, not, to, not about this, but I would probably cry out for her. Um, and 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 be calling her little name about the place. Mm. Are, are you coming back to find Margot, Carl? Um, sort of. I am, but sort of on the way. I'm knocking on shacks and just asking people if they've seen Esther. Uh, few people answer. Few people have the strength to answer. Um. Uh. But a couple of, uh, have the strength to answer, but they say, no, no, I, we haven't seen her since last night. Uh, hmm. Okay. Um, and then I eventually make my way back to, like, make my way back to uh, where Margot is. Ah, Margot, did you have any luck looking through her stuff? Did you find any clues? All her stuff is here. I'm, I'm flabbergasted as to where she could be because she hasn't taken her boots or her coat. Oh. Um, and, and... You know, obviously, she's a smart kid. I don't think she would leave without them. It's not like she was seven where she'd protest putting on her boots. She's She should have them with her. Um, I, I don't see any footprints or anything about, hmm. in terms of someone that could have, you know, taken her against her will. Do I see anything that could have indicated someone's come in and taken her? Uh, as you as you're talking about that, you do start hearing a shout from the edge of the camp. Um, it sounds like one of the, the the men in the camp going, "What happened, Nancy? What happened? Tell me what what what's wrong? What happened?" And you can sort of hear a commotion starting to do you, Do you hear that? Yes, I think I do. Um, do I know who's yelling out? Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a man. Uh, let no. me find his name. It's to do with Nancy. Do we know Nancy? Probably do. Uh, yeah, Nancy's uh, one of the residents of the of the town. Hmm. What's her um, name? Uh, Nancy Carver. Ah, because that sounds like Nancy Carver was there. Uh, and the the voice sounds like a man called uh, Hiram, uh, who's a ex lawyer. 
Um, but he came to the shanty town with Nancy. Nancy was his like assistant as a as a lawyer, um, and they both sort of moved in a few months ago. And yeah, it sounds like him sort of yelling at her, asking, yelling at her like, "What happened? What what's going on? What 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 happened?" Mm, should we go? Should we go have a look? Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Let's you. go have I a look. Love a goss. I do love uh, a goss. So um, out we go. <laughs> So yeah, if you look walking. on the map, if you look on the map, Nancy's tent is like closest to the road. Okay. Um, yeah. um, and she's sort of kneeling in this, like inside the tent. Um, and th- th- this man sort of leaning over, her, like tr- trying to get any sort of explanation out of her. But she, Are they sick? she, no, she's, she's more sobbing in a, like she's sobbing. She's like rocking backwards and forth. She's, um, she looks terrified, but she's not speaking. Oh, um, so she's with Hiram. Is she with? Yeah, he's he's yeah. sort of trying to convince her to explain what happened, but oh. she's she's there rocking backwards and forth. Oh. And... Uh, Hiram, uh, hi, uh, hi. Uh, is there anything we can do to help? Uh... While Carl goes to talk to Hiram, I'm going to go over and comfort Nancy and try and get some woman on woman comfort going. Sure. Um, All right. Well, firstly, with Carl, yeah, here I'm like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I just found her like this this morning. Uh, she, she, she wants, she, she looks terrified, but she won't tell me what happened. She's, she keep, ooh. she keeps saying last, like something happened last night, but I can't get any more out of her than that. Um, ooh. I've never seen her like this before. Um, can I do a psychology role on Hiram to find out if he's hiding anything? Yep. Off you go. All right. Psychology is forty. And that is a six. Oh, extreme success. Yeah, he genuinely has no idea what's going on. Okay, cool. um, he, he, he He's woken up and he's found her just rocking backwards and forth. Um, oh. and he's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen her like this. I, she, won't, she won't tell me anything. She, she's just, she's in like a trance. I, I don't understand. Mm, Hopefully, uh, Margot would, would try and help her out. She's very good at talking to people. You have seen the way she talks to her daughter. She's very good. Nancy, Nancy, talk to me. Tell, calm down, honey. Talk to me. What happened? Did you leave the tent or did, have you have you gone out this morning? Um, give me either a charm or persuade role to see charm, if you can get her to calm down. Enough which is to... 60. Mm-hmm. 18. Eight. Oh, Very eight. good. Hard success. Hard, hard success. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she, she calms down enough. She's still rocking backwards and forth, but she calms down enough to get sort of a few broken words out. She's like, the masked men. The masked men came. They took them. They took them. We can't leave Na- here. We can't leave. Nancy, who did they take? Did they? Did you see them take my daughter by she, any chance? She took both of them. She took both of them. The masked men. The masked men. Okay. All right. Um, I think this woman needs a blanket and a strong shot of whatever kind of alcohol we've got. She's already but... got a half-empty bottle of vodka next to her. Thank oh. God, because that's my healing process. Just drink. Now, Carl, <laughs> Carl, tell me, mm. uh, did, did Haram? Haram. Did Haram say anything? Uh, yeah, Haram just said that uh, he just found her like this, uh, and I kind of believe him. Okay, um, well, Nancy's talking about masked men, mm. and she said that they took them, and I have a feeling she may have taken Esther. Mm, but she said them. Uh, Nancy, who else did they take? Do you know? Do you know who else they took? The boy, Billy. They took Billy. Oh, the masked no, men, the masked men, the masked men, the masked men. 
okay. Now, Keeper, who's Billy? Do we know Billy? <laughs> uh, Billy is a young lad, also part of the camp. He sort of he doesn't have any parents. Uh, is he Esther's age? Uh, about Esther's age, yeah. Are they besties? And, uh, uh, not really. Well, they're as close to friends as they can have in the camp. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, Billy's sort of the the doctor's underling. Ward. He doesn't have any parent. Yeah, mm. Ward in a way because mm. he doesn't really have any parents. Um, yeah, Nancy sort of says enough to go that she was sitting up with Billy last night, and then. The, the, the the masked men came and they took her, took him and also maybe Esther, but she she's not really getting much more information out. Can you tell me what the mask what these masked men looked like? What kind of masks were they wearing? The white masks. The white masks. The white masks. You know the white masks. Mm, it's interesting. Um, can I? Can I smell? Because I mean, it's just. Work is next to a half empty bottle of vodka. Mm. Does can I, does she look drunk? Uh, give me a. I don't know what would it be. Hmm. Uh, maybe intelligence or intelligence psychology. Uh, I'll do intelligence. Intelligence is seventy. Uh, that is a sixty-six. That's a pass. So she might have had some of the alcohol, hmm. but there de- there's definitely more than just drunkenness behind this. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I will also add that you you do you have heard of these masked men before. Oh. Okay. There is like a rumor going around that masked men do come and visit people in the night or in their dreams. Are we scared? Um, ever, of ever, ever, everyone in camp has heard of them, but no one says that they've ever seen them. Interesting. Oh, that is quite unusual. Uh, well, perhaps... Including you two. You two have both heard of these masked men, but no one's ever seemed to have seen them. Okay. Until um, now, because Nancy's saying oh. that she saw them. Uh, Nancy, what we might get you to do, we might get you to come inside where it's a bit warmer and get a blanket on you. And They maybe... are inside, aren't they? No, they're outside. Oh. They're on the, on the... Well, they're in a tent. <laughs> well, they're in a tent, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they're in man. their little... Little there uh, is no real inside. There's just yeah. small metal shacks and, yeah. and um, tents. If they don't have a blanket, we should definitely get them one. Yes, let's get some uh, blankets. See, see who's got one spare and keep this keep this poor woman warm for shock. Mm. Um, and uh, and and make sure she she my my horrible medical experience is just saying keep her drunk because I don't think she's going to cope well with this otherwise. Mm. Well, that's, you know, nothing like a... You know, maybe you should finish the vodka off, you little young lady. Uh, that's An my entire half up. bottle, That please. might warm she's, you up. Oh, not, not straight mean. away. Um, what, I'll get, what I'll get you to do is give mm. me... You can both do this. Mm-hmm. Um, a tracking or a spot hidden roll to see if there seems to have been any actual disturbance. All right. My spot hidden is 45. And that's an 85, so it's a fail. You can have a crack. My spot here and my tracking are 50, so. Oh, you can track? 43. 43. I, I noticed something. What do I so, notice? So, yeah, Margo, you have, you hearing this, you look outside the tent and you do see that, that there is, looks like there is a bit of a scuffle in the frosted ground outside mm. the tent. And you notice that there's probably three or four sets of footprints mm. around the area. Um, 
and they also look like uh, they also like they're quite expensive shoes too. Like you can see the imprint, the imprint of the boot print. They're a make of a of an expensive make of shoe. And the boot prints have no holes in the soles. Oh, wow! That, that is also true. There are no holes in the soles. That is a pretty rare boot print around here. I don't mm. think they belong to someone in camp. Mm. Interesting. And they they lead off towards the road. Okay. Um, well, and I will, I will also I think... also add just just for a geographical reference, this town mm. is about a mile or so, or a couple miles outside Crawley. Mm. Um, it's one and straight these... road. One end of the Who road goes to Crawley. going towards Arkham or Crawley. You can't really tell at that point. They're going mm. towards just the road itself, Interesting. where there are some tire tracks. <laughs> oh, <gasps> tire tracks. Um. Okay. Uh, I guess. Uh, well, Carl will follow the the uh, footprints to the road and maybe, like, see if we can spot anything, any clues. Hakim, you stay with Nancy and you you make sure that she's okay. We're going to go and see if we can find these masked men, okay? Uh, the only thing you can tell is that the tire tracks look like they're maybe going to the right down the road, which is away from Crawley, towards... The only thing that you know that way is the um, is the diner, which is about another mile down the road. The people of people of Hooverville sometimes get some scraps from there, leftover scraps. Beyond that, there are some old uh, estates and houses, but the the town of Crawley itself is to the left. Okay, so the, the... it looks like the the tires, these mm. tire tracks, they're going off towards. Arkham, you know, mm. I was thinking. It's a good thing going away from Crawley. Yes. We could go towards the diner, pick mm. up some scraps for breakfast, and see if we mm. can find any clues that way. What do you think? It's uh, not a bad idea. Um, with the tyre tracks, can I determine what kind of car maybe using physics? Uh, have you got, like, mechanical or... or... Mechanical. He's got I've got, a, you, I've got mechanical got like repair. A... Yeah. And operate heavy machinery. Oh, nice! Yeah, one of those. <laughs> one of those. All right, not an etiquette roll, but <laughs> let's go. Let's go mechanical repair. Makes sense. Can't use physics. Can't give me physics or education, maybe. Oh, I'll I'll take education. That's an eighty. I'll go with that. Um, ninety-two. <laughs> I'm going to push that. Uh, mm-hmm. How? Um, I'm going to think back to my days of uh, working on cars. Because I used to teach physics, and I sort of know a thing or two about cars, and that's a thirty. So I've I've now had a hard success. Yeah. So the tires look big. They look like a big old um, black. We don't know it's black, but no. I know it's black. <laughs> uh, the the like a big old like SUV Cadillac SUV, type. Okay. Like a, a big car for the nineteen thirties. I bet you ten dollars that's a car that took them was black. <laughs> I don't know how. I just have a feeling. <laughs> um, which okay, so it looks like these tracks. It looks like it might have been an SUV or like a Hummer or something like a big car. So maybe well, it was nineteen thirties. So I don't know if Hummers exist yet. Oh, but... oh. it's a car that I just invented. It's the logical next step of the hula hoop. Um, <laughs> no, it's a big, more like a big, a big truck that might have taken, uh, might have driven off so maybe that might be a clue maybe we're looking for a truck a big car there's not many of those around especially since the depression hit they tend to 
Everyone's hmm. sold all their vehicles. Uh, okay, well... Should we head towards the diner and see if Let's it's... go that way. I mean, yeah. it shouldn't be too hard to hide a big car, right? Yes, okay. Uh, how should we get there? Is there a way we can drive there? It's a mile down the road. Normally, yeah. whoever whoever's turn it is and goes to get the scraps, mm. um, we'll just walk. Oh, okay. So we have cars, do we? Hell no. All right, I guess we're walking. Carl, can you walk any faster? Your hobbling is just driving oh, me insane right now. I'm we s- need to find my daughter. I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm going as fast as I can. Uh, I, I love your helpfulness, but you're so pathetic uh, the, the, the cold the cold wind is is quite uh you know it's brisk on, mm. on your oh, yes skin. Mm. definitely oh, um and you, you reach the diner it's the blue star diner it's quite a small roadside diner and you all know the the owner her name is uh her name is ida ida she opened uh, the diner right at the start of the Great Depression, and she's been keeping it going. Um, so good for her. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's she's struggling. She's struggling to keep it open, but she's keeping it open for now. Um, she is sympathetic to the people of Hooverville. She will give them scraps, but she does not want them inside because um, she does not want to put off the very few paying customers that she does get. Mm. I heard she puts roadkill in her food. That's how she stays afloat during the depression. It is very hard to catch a cat. I've tried. Mm, indeed. Let's uh, uh, let's knock on her back diner door. She's usually around there, mm. and uh, you know the rules. We can't go in the front. No, of course. So let's course knock on the door. Uh, you know what? While I knock on the door and chat to her, do you want to rummage through the, the bins and see if if there's anything delicious in there? Well... Why not? I know you're very good at that. Oh, thank you. You always bring back the best scraps. The first compliment you've given me all day. This is nice. I know, I know. I do dish them occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll go rubbish with some bins, look for some food. While you're there, if you notice any, you know... Clues. Clues. Mm. Let me know. All right. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to rubbish through some bins. Uh, I am looking mostly for food, but also if there's any masks that have been binned. Uh, any, any let's, go, let's go luck roll. Luck roll. Oh, yeah, my luck, which is so <laughs> high. Uh, luck is 20. Uh, that is a 39. I'm not going to push that. I'm just going to... There, there's, there's some few you... scraps from, like, baked potatoes and... Um, would a spot roll find anything? I think yeah. there, there, there are a few, there are a few old, old unfinished burgers and baked potatoes and that sort of thing, but they look a bit no. gross and they're in the bin. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I'll eat them anyway. <laughs> no masks. No masks. Okay. All right. No clues. Uh, Ida, are you there? Ida. And she sort of comes to the door and she opens. She's like. Uh, Marco, what? You you know, I've told you, do, don't don't come here during working hours, please. I I'm so sorry, but we've we've had a bit of an incident in the camp, and you know, apparently some masked men have taken two of our young young children, um, and they seem to have come this way. Did you see anyone in a big car, or have you even seen my daughter, Esther? I know you've met her a few times. Oh. Uh. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no! I, I did actually. I mean, I didn't think of it much last night, but 
I did see uh, while I was working late, you know, doing doing the accounting and that sort of thing. I did see a large black uh, car drive past the diner about two a.m. I didn't think much of it, but black, just like how Carl had predicted. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't think much of it at the time, but I did think it was odd for someone to be driving past the diner at two a.m. Um, I didn't see who was in it, but it did look like a full car. Interesting. Two a.m. But I, I can't have you here. Come on, I, paying customers, you know they won't look kindly. Thank upon you for chatting, Ida. Me don't, having you here, but don't stress about us. But we will try and stay away from the front if that's if that's okay. Yes, yes, just look, I'll come back later tonight if you want whatever's left. But yeah, please just, I can't have you seen by the customers. Totally <laughs> fine, Ida. I totally get it. But thank you for chatting with us. Carl. She, just, she slams the door shut. Fair. Mm. We are in grits. Uh, nas- um, nothing in the beard, unfortunately. Uh, Carl, you've got a bit of stuff in your beard oh, did you a... d- did you find anything that i could eat no no nothing no, oh. nothing at all no so it was it was bone dry nothing oh, at all for okay. me eat, so never no. mind then in terms of seeing anything i just says that she she did spot uh like a a, a big black car um driving with like a, a full passenger load um around 2 a.m last night but she doesn't she doesn't know anything else unfortunately hmm well we need to find out where this car was headed or anything about the car at all. Uh, well, uh, I don't know what we should do. Should we maybe follow, keep going down the road? Maybe there's some... I would like to continue down the road. I mean, it definitely passed this way. That's, a, that's confirmation. Hmm. Um, I guess we'll, you know, get our step count up a bit more. What is a step count? Uh, I've been <laughs> I've been trialing it. It's, I'm trying to get lots and lots of steps in each day. Oh, that sounds. Um, I've lost a ton of weight, but it could be due to not eating anything. No, that could no. also have mm. something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, do we know what is past the diner? Like, if there's anything, is it like a town? Nothing in the near vicinity. So nothing um, we could walk to. He said there's like uh, estates. You, you you know the old houses and estates that way, but nothing close. Hmm. Well, this is this is definitely a mystery. Maybe we should go back to town and tell people what we know. I would prefer to keep going. I, mm. I think these masked men could have gone to the estate, and it's a whole mile back to town. I'd rather keep on track to looking for Esther. Yes, but there's nothing in the there's nothing in the visible distance. So there's there are many many more miles past the diner. Yeah. yeah. We'll just be doing a lot of walking, which will get nowhere. Well, we're not going to I get transport we, back there. I think we need a car. You think we can find a car somewhere? Well, we'll have to try. That's probably the smartest way. I, I do know how to drive one. Mm, uh, oh. My husband gave me driving lessons. Um, I also it, know how to drive It was actually a car. very romantic. I used to sit on his lap like a child and, oh, sounds... and push the stick. <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, are there any cars around... The, the only person that has a car in Whoville is the doctor, uh, but he rarely he uses it because he, he, can't, he can't afford the fuel, so he only uses it when he absolutely has to go into Crawley to get supplies. Okay. Um, all right, so, okay, it's become a hole-in-the-bucket situation. So in order to get the doctor to lend us his car, we probably need to find some fuel from somewhere. Mm. All right. Um, 
I mean, there is a tiny bit of fuel that they use in camp for that heater, but I don't know if that would be the same. No, I don't know. If that would be enough to power. Does the diner have like a petrol station attached to it? No, it's just a diner. Oh, okay. Is there anywhere where we could like maybe steal some fuel? I mean, there are a couple cars at the front. Ooh, we could try siphoning some fuel off, siphoning some gas out of the tank. I mean, if you want to put your lips on a rubber hose, go for your life. But I, I will just watch. If that's okay. Okay. Um, I'm just concerned that if I do this, someone might come out. Someone might spot me. No, that's I like... will. I will keep watch. That's fine. I don't. I can't move very fast. That's the problem. Yes, but you do know how physics works, so you do know how a siphon works. That's true. I physics works. <laughs> <laughs> I am a famous. I, I. I will just say that I can't. Uh, I. I simply cannot fathom how a siphon works. So you'll just have to put your, <laughs> put your sweet lips. All right. <laughs> We're gonna try and steal some fuel. <laughs> Is there a hose or and or canister around? Uh, spot hidden. All right. Or luck. No, probably yeah. luck, but spot no, it'll be nice. Spot, spot hidden. Spot <laughs> hidden. Uh, well, I, I got a two, so give me, nice. give, give me luck. I got a two. Uh, that's, that's an extreme success. Oh, you got, you got a two. All right, yeah. Then yeah, there's, there's some empty, um, empty like oil cans out the back. This is so um, convenient. And, and since you got a two, there is conveniently a hose. Uh -huh. Oh my goodness, Carl, you're luck. so lucky. You're in luck. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go to the car that's like the furthest away from the diner. Is it? Is it still visible from the diner? Like, doesn't matter where it is. I'm gonna ask for a stealth roll. Okay, or sure. Whatever it is. Oh, uh, well, my stealth is only twenty. What's your stealth? Oh, your stealth is forty. You could. Alright, maybe you should. I'll. Sh I'll show you how to do it. Yep. <laughs> and then you do it. Okay. Okay. So. Um, okay, so I, I'll use my, my physics, can I roll physics to teach someone how to siphon gas? Wait, uh, I have to do the actual siphoning. Oh. I think you should do the siphoning and I'll come up with some kind of distraction. Or, oh, or, good or, idea, or, yeah. Or that's, 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 okay, that sounds like an idea. Okay, I'm we not put putting plan my here. lips on a, on a hose. I'm so All right, fine. I, will, I will eat foul burgers, but I will not eat, put my lips on a hose. Okay, well, What's your them? distraction going to be? Well, distract them somehow. I could show them my tits. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do have Ooh, women's, uh, women's necessities available to me, but maybe I'll hold that for a bit later. <laughs> What's your um, appearance? It's 70. You might get my appearance is quite good for a disheveled woman, I will say. Maybe I could, uh, oh, but Ida did tell me not to go to the front, and I don't want to push the friendship because she does kind of feed us. We're going to steal someone's gas. I think we don't worry about the friendship for now. No, but she, I don't want her to know it was us. I mean, she might assume, but I don't want her to know. Yes. Look, I think we could um, move something to kind of. Uh, Put in the in, in in front of where the gas port is, and uh, and hide you a little bit. Um, you could pretend to be tying your shoe while you suck the oh. gas out, and I could be, you know. You are smarter than you appear, Miss Fryne. Um, mm. All right, so that's that's a plan. Uh, I guess I'll roll for stealth, which is only twenty. I will uh, give you a bonus because everyone is focused on eating, so they're not actively. Okay. Looking all outside. right. All right. Let's do it. Well, hey. Uh, oh, that's a 94. We don't want that. Give it another go. Right, do another go. That's a 54. Ooh. Oh, so you failed still? Uh, I failed myself, yes. Not so, still. I'd say you get a little bit out, and then yeah. 
because Ida's sort of looking out the front towards the guest, oh, she does man. notice you. And she doesn't tell anyone in the in the diner, but she comes out and she says, What are you doing? Oh, I am tying my shoe. I'm so sorry. Ha 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 ha. No, I saw you trying to st- you're, you're trying to steal gas. No, 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 don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh what, we are what, just what it- we are helping. We are helping this woman, poor woman, find her missing daughter, and this is very important. We will leave. So Can we... I do a charm roll? Why don't you just call the police instead of stealing gas? Call them what, Ida? Honestly, you won't let us go into your diner. We don't have any electricity. You think that we have a phone? I'll, I'll let you use the phone, but goodness me! But then we'd have to go into your diner and well, you, you can know, come in the back like this. Honestly, Ida, I think this is going to be beneficial because they're going to be stuck in your area and they'll eat more of your food. (laughs) So I actually think this might help. Can I get a charm roll to see if I can charm Uh, Ida? Yeah, one of them. (laughs) Fast talk charm. I'm I'm charming. 60. Come on. It's a 75. You're going to push it? I'm so going to push this because I think (laughs) it's a very persuasive argument. How how are you going to push this? Um, because honestly, I think it's an investment. Oh yeah, flow with her. Oh, no, Ida. I understand, you know, since my husband died and you're struggling with this business alone since your husband, you know, got called out to wherever the fuck he went. Sorry, I don't really know much about your personal life, but I I think we could both benefit each other um, in a ways that sweet Carl here could never benefit you. And I just think, if you just let me roll this dice here. There's a 42. That's a pass. That's a success. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I just like, all right, all right. Um, and you know what, Ida? I think they're going to eat so much food. In- instead, of, instead of stealing this gentleman's gas, look, fine, just I'll lend you my car. <gasps> Ida, you sweet... Just only, only if you go into town to report to the police. Uh, uh, of course. Yes, of course. That is exactly what we do. We you know that. what, Ida, over there, do you need anything? Do you need us to get anything from town for you? Um, what does she need? <laughs> she needs... She needs her... She, she needs some love. She needs an orgasm. <laughs> no, no, just, just... Look, go into town, report to the police... And then come straight back. If you do not, if you're not back by this afternoon, I will call the police myself and tell them what's happened. Oh, really, man? Yes. Of course, we I do. Thank you so much for your help, I do. And you know what? If we don't come back, it's going to be Carl's fault. I just want you to know. It wouldn't be mine. <laughs> All, right. All right. Now get out of here. <laughs> We've got a car. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Oh, my God. She's such a content. Oh, she's so lovely. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but you've got a car. This has been the Fumbled Anthology. New episodes are released every Sunday. And for more information, please check out our website, fumbledanthology.com, 
or seek us out on the social media of your choice. See you next week.